0: Good morning, Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN. Dr. Tim Otterson has written a book. You know, I get every pet book I think ever published. I've never read one quite like this. It's astonishing. Uh, We'll we'll explain all that with Dr. Otterson. But first, Peter Cohn is a friend and also the co-founder of Zen by Cat. How did this all begin, Peter? Zen by Cat?
1: Uh Cat is the nonprofit we created uh, when I met Dr. Peterson at the first drug trial in 2016 at UC Davis uh, when he uh, started trying to help my cat, uh, Miss Bean. Uh, she didn't make it, but ultimately a second cat I adopted with FIP, Smokey, went on to become the first cat ever cured of FIP, or one of the first cats, uh, and then to obviously pay it forward we created Zen by Cat to help raise money for FIP research.
0: Which you certainly have done. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, By Dr. Peterson, you mean Dr. Niels Peterson, who's a legend in veterinary medicine and not only has helped so many cats, I mean, he literally wrote the book on infectious disease in cats way back when, by the way, before cat-specific veterinary books were even written. He wrote one. And he was the first to do that, and not only for FIP, feline infectious peritonitis, but feline leukemia, feline immunodeficiency virus. He was right there helping to identify when no one understood decades and decades ago what these diseases even were, that they were retro, that one is a retrovirus, and the other is uh, caught this way with cats that often end up in cat fights, et cetera. No one knew any of that before Dr. Peterson, who by the way, has done work. In dogs as well. But going back to feline infectious peritonitis until 2019, this disease was always considered fatal. This disease, by the way, ties into COVID-19, which we'll explain in a moment. It's Because it's caused by a coronavirus in cats. We can't get that coronavirus. It's in cats. Only cats. Just cats. And mostly cats don't even get sick from it. Mostly Asymptomatic, you don't even know they have it. But every once in a while they don't feel so good, and you call the veterinarian. By the time the vet calls you back, the cat's almost always better. But every now and again, the disease inside the cat mutates. It does this strange dipsy-doodle technical term mutation. And it becomes an immuno immune-mediated disease called feline infectious peritonitis, which up till now had been considered fatal, or at least up till two thousand nineteen. What happened, Peter? Not fatal
1: anymore, right? That's correct. And after the trials in 2016 uh, and at the symposium in 2019, it was uh, declared a treatable disease. Uh, Unfortunately, the drugs that are used to treat it are not approved in most countries. Uh, It's a 12-week treatment process, uh, but we can cure about 90% of cats if we can get them the drug in time.
0: That's the thing. So, and we just met about that, and you were there at this meeting at the Univers- University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine in Gainesville, and you were a part of this because that's the thing. Okay, you've got a cat, better, easier to diagnose now. Veterinarians better understand how to do that, but then what do you do about it because the drug, the secret sauce, is not yet, anyway, available in the United States. So people go online and they go mostly to China for these drugs, and veterinary professionals had always wondered, do they work? Well, Peter, do they work?
1: They absolutely do work. We, we have cured tens of thousands of FIP cats all over the world. Uh, when people contact me, I connect them with FIP Warriors 5.0. That's a Facebook group. Uh, they help people quickly get a diagnosis with a couple of blood tests and some observations and then we can usually get them started within 24 hours. uh, And and the admins from that group will answer all their questions. They can even help them find a a treatment-friendly vet.
0: Which is wonderful. And that's light years away from where we were even in 2019. Having said that, sometimes the medications don't arrive in the mail. And sometimes your veterinarian, and I'm not saying this is the right thing, because they are black market drugs, some veterinarians don't, participate in helping. FIP warriors, as you said, can help you find one in theory, but it depends on where you live. So it's not what it should be. And what it really would be nice is a vaccine. Also, the research that you're funding, which I'll talk about in a moment, could even help people with COVID-19. So far, that's happened. So the drugs we're talking about for FIP include remdesivir, that's a familiar name to people because that is a drug that is used all around the world, including the United States, to help people with COVID-19. It's saved lives, countless lives, and uh, has played a role in saving countless more lives, human lives. Uh, that probably wouldn't have even been known about if it wasn't for what was then called the Wynn Feline Foundation. Now they call it, it's called the Every Cat Health Foundation, uh, which supports the funding with money money often that's end by cats or Peter Cohn provides, Uh, and Dr. Niels Peterson, the primary researcher in the United States, who said, I have an idea, I have a drug that might work. Well, it turns out that drug does work, and oddly enough, not yet anyway, approved by the FDA Center for Veterinary Medicine in the U.S., although it is in other countries, interestingly. It all began here, but turns out that that whole long story helps people, too, We could even develop a better vaccine or a vaccine that would save cat lives, Peter, but also help people.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that speaks to the uh, ongoing need for uh, research funding, which is Cats' main goal. And uh, we try to get people who have been touched by this disease to sign up for $10 a month, automatic donations. Uh, We just need 5,000 people that would get a million dollars a year. That's what Dr. Niels Peterson said uh, researchers around the world need to end FIP, and that's what Zen by Cat works to.
0: Well, right, because we're not quite there yet, and we can do better. And as I pointed out, we might even help people through all this, although your goal isn't, you're not opposed to that, I'm sure, but your goal is to support funding for cat health studies. That's what Zen by Cats does. How did you get involved in all this in the first place and create this with your partner?
1: So I, I created Zen by Cat when I was fortunate enough to meet Dr. Niels Peterson in 2016 at the first drug trial at UC Davis. Uh, my cat, Miss Bean, got in. Uh, she unfortunately didn't make it. Uh, through the trial, I ended up adopting another FIP cat, Smokey, and he went on to become one of the first cats ever cured. I think five out of 20 of that first trial made it. Uh, and to pay it forward, we created Zen by Cat to raise funding and awareness to help end FIP for all cats.
0: You live in the House of Neko. Now, I think of those little candies that are kind of circles. They're called Neko candies, but that's not what we're talking about, is it?
1: No, Neko means uh, uh, cat in Japanese, and uh, I live in, my house is called House of Neko, and we currently have 27 rescued cats, including Smokey, Uh, and my house is built for cats because I'm a contractor, so they can get every room at the house multiple ways. There are bridges, tunnels, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And before we were involved with FIP, we shared videos of our house trying to inspire people to create a home uh, for both them and their cats that both can enjoy and both can benefit from each other.
0: I'll tell you, if you want to see the ultimate in a cat, a cat architecture, I'll call it that, Check this out because there's images and there are videos and it's incredible. You must have the most enriched cats ever. You know, but the biggest problem for cats sometimes is living with other cats. If they don't have enough resources, if they don't have enough space, but you provide more than enough resources, more than enough space, it's one, it's like cat heaven.
1: Um my cats like like most cats they would be happy with a box and a loving human. Uh, <laughs> my, I build my cat house. I enjoy it and I enjoy the cats on it. Um, but I don't think I think if you love your cat and you, you take care of them they're happy.
0: Okay. Well, it takes a little more than that actually, but I'll I'll buy that. How can people find you? Uh,
1: so our webpage is zenbycat.org and we're on social media Facebook, we post on Instagram always zenbycat. Uh, And you can find uh, information on FIP if you need treatment, if you just want to enjoy cat videos. And, of course, if you want to sign up for $10 monthly donations, you can find us at ZenbyCat.org.
0: Perfect. Peter Cohn, thank you for all of the contributions, all the difference you have made. You know, we we just attended the symposium. And when I introduced you, and because of airplane issues, you couldn't get there in person. But the applause was uh, what, what would be the right word? Uh, it was loud. It was voluminous. Vo, I can't even say that word. It was voluminous. It was impressive and well-deserved. So thank you for everything
1: you've done. Thank you, Steve, and thank you for having me on your show.
0: If there's a pet book out or a book written by a veterinarian, a book about animals in general, I usually get that book. Uh, usually the publishers send me such books. So, over the years, I've seen everything that every veterinarian has written about animals. I've never seen this. The name of the book is All Creatures Weird and Dangerous. Dr. Tim Otterson is here. Where did you get the idea to write about, and I hope you're not offended if I say,
2: greatly mythical creatures? Um, Well, it's a memoir, so there's a lot of life experiences, and I, I basically describe how a veterinarian cares day for day, day to day, for for their pets and also things like wildlife and zoo creatures. So it just it just crossed over into a discussion of the creatures get, just getting stranger and stranger.
0: Well, they do, and and creatures that you wouldn't even think about necessarily, like a sasquatch or a I forget what you call the sea monster, but it's kind of like a dinosaur, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, you know, it, people speculate that the Loch Ness monster may be uh, a dinosaur that just never passed on, and the class of those dinosaurs are called plesiosaurs. They're the really big uh, aquatic dinosaurs. Do you do you think they really exist? Well, I mean, the sea monster in Lake Erie has been spotted by by literally thousands of people over hundreds of years, and. Um, the one in Lake Champlain was actually spotted by uh, Samuel Champlain in I think 1608. So people have been seeing them for a long time.
0: Well, they may have had a few beers before they saw them. I don't really know. And or six... they were at sea too long. Yeah, exactly. 1608 also <laughs> is a long time ago. Did you happen to see the show on Apple TV called a uh, prehistoric? Oh gosh, what was it called? It's it's wonderful that. Uh, Sir David Attenborough moderates the show. Do you know what I'm talking about? I try
2: to see everything Attenborough does.
0: Yes, me too. And they show dinosaurs. You've got to see this if you haven't. And it looks like, I I don't even know how they do it. These dinosaurs, I mean, you watch a special that uh, David Attenborough might have done uh, or any nature wildlife special, and you see, I don't know, whether they be Bengal tigers or. Uh, you see meerkats in Africa, or you see kangaroos in Australia, red kangaroos. And this is like that. It's it's like these animals are really living the technology that they have is incredible. It's amazing. Well, you can even make it more amazing in your own mind. For sure. And that is what the story and the pictures you draw in the book really are, I think. Actually, my, my son
2: drew those, drew those pictures. I have a teenage son
0: who drew them, but yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not only the pictures, but it's the way you describe. I'll do the sea monster again. You describe, yeah. first of all, your background, which I guess is real, about you being an oceanographer and about yeah. you uh, being in. Uh, what was it, Newfoundland or Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. I get the mix up. yeah. Yeah, okay, so you're in Newfoundland. I mean, all that is real, and your right. science background is clearly real, but right. then you explain, or you describe how you're on a boat, and on this boat, you see something unusual.
2: Yeah, we we, we were out trapping uh, sturgeon in the Great Lakes. Um, they have them in the Chicago region, too, um, and they've been reintroduced, and we were monitoring sturgeon, looking for fertility and health and growth. And uh, we accidentally caught the lake monster and had to set her free.
0: <laughs> it's quite an accident. How big was this lake monster?
2: You know, it was one of the smaller ones. I mean, it's as, body was just a little bigger than a cow.
0: As lake monsters go, it wasn't that big, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if like the plesiosaurs, you know, the big plesiosaurs were like three and four times bigger than that uh, during the the Jurassic
0: Age. And the show is called Prehistoric Planet, by the way. It came to oh, me. Oh, cool. Yeah, so... I'm on it. I'm on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's not only the dinosaur come to life, but it's also a number of other creatures, including I don't know what you say, Bigfoot, Sasquatch? Yeah,
2: Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Chupacabras. Yeah, yeah whatever you call you it. Know, jackalopes. I mean, yeah. I, try to, I try to cover a lot of different topics.
0: Yes, you do. So... Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and some of these stories, I mean, let's say it wasn't a story. And let's say it's real life. And you come across any number of these. You pick one, choose one. It doesn't matter. As a veterinarian, it's like a firefighter goes in to fight a fire no matter what. As a veterinarian, are you there to treat this animal no matter what?
2: Of course. That's the that's the pledge. That's the, the oath.
0: But. How do you know the difference? Is you still know how to fight a fire? Fires are fires, and you fight How do you know how to treat an animal that has never been treated before?
2: Well, we address the Sasquatch a lot, like you would treat, say, a orangutan, right? I mean, they're yes, the same size, right? And you know, just try to use good common sense, stabilize. I mean, obviously, we didn't have any Sasquatch blood sitting around to do a transfusion. Well, you could have. Yeah, but it's short supply on that one. So so <laughs> supply we just had to issues. improvise. Yeah. And and fortunately a couple of my colleagues were available with some wildlife experience to help out. And again,
0: you mix the fiction there with the fact and that's kind of the fun part about it. The other fun part about it is like listening to the radio. They say you're not old enough to remember, but say the Jack Benny shows, right? The sure. old radio shows yeah. and yeah jack benny often said i could never reproduce on television as well as people's imaginations as what he described going into the safe you know because more can be done in your own mind than any budget can do on television or for that matter in the movies is it the same when reading your book more can be done 10 people read the book and our pictures are all you do have some graphics in the book Mm -hmm. but our pictures are all a little different as to what happened
2: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, having an imagination is probably one of the more enjoyable parts of being alive.
0: Yep. And Um,
2: my mind wanders all the time.
0: Well, (laughs) mine too. I have the attention span of a cat if I'm lucky. (laughs) So the name of the book is All Creatures Weird and Dangerous. This is Dr. Tim Otterson. Dr. Otterson, thank you so much.
2: It's been my pleasure.
0: It's no surprise that physical therapy turns out to be a good thing for a whole lot of people from ages 9 to 90, right? Horseback riding can be therapeutic, not only physically, but also there's a psychological component to this, which I'll talk about in 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 a moment. Now, according to many media reports, Queen Elizabeth, at the age of 96, is back in the saddle I think this is so cool. The queen, who's always had an interest in equestrianism and has been riding for over 70 years, is now back riding again. In October of 2021, doctors said, stop, no more horseback riding. She didn't like that idea, but she is back riding again. I don't know if she's doing jumping. I don't know if she's riding for miles, but she's riding, and that's very cool. Uh, She has been reportedly away on a trip to Windsor and is back on the horse. A Windsor Castle spokesperson said, The Queen has enjoyed being on horses again. The Queen had missed her riding over the past nine months. She has been able to whiz around the castle's quadrangle in her golf buggy to walk her corgis. But now she is back on her horses The Queen, no doubt, loves her horses as much as her corgis. The Queen's horses and ponies, how many do you think she has? A hundred and eighty. How does she know the ball, even? They're kept at various royal residences and stables around the UK. The Queen's cousin, Margaret Rhodes, was interviewed a number of years ago for the BBC for a documentary about the monarchy. And she said the Queen loves riding horses, because it makes her feel like a person. Not the queen when she's on the horse. Horses don't care who she is. And it just makes her feel like a human being were her exact words. There's even a name for the science of what the queen is doing, whether she knows it or not, therapeutic riding. It's called hippotherapy. And hippotherapy can benefit victims of PTSD, children and adults with various developmental and physical disabilities, And even senior citizens like the queen. Doctors will even, on a prescription pad, write horse therapy. Or if they're really into it, they might write hippotherapy, because they know exactly what it is, and they may know about the benefits of all of this. Next week on Steve Dale's Pet World, we talk with one of the preeminent pet writers of all time. Next week, bright and early, right here on WGN.